Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and I hope you're ready for a fun little chat today. Today, we have Rebecca Hughes, aka The Art of Roots, a storyboard artist whose fan art among communities like Gravity Falls, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, and Hasbun Hotel has gotten the attention and love of many in those communities. She was a delight to have on, and I hope you support her in all the links down below. Also, like and subscribe if you enjoy, share it to the world, or follow on whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Also, follow us on Twitter, at PostModArtPod, for future updates and guest announcements. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. I apologize if you hear any meowing in the background. <laughs> uh, I'll make the same apology if you hear any barking in the background of mine, so... I got like four or five dogs, two of them that are currently in crates right now to make sure that they aren't, you know, jumping on stuff and destroying things. Yeah. Uh, is this the first time you're appearing on a podcast or? Uh, I believe so. I mean, I've done a few videos myself, but I haven't done, I don't think I've done any podcasts. Okay. Okay. Hold on before I need to grab my questions. Ugh. There we go. By the way, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do this. I really do appreciate this from the bottom of my heart. Oh, no, it's fine. I, I was surprised you asked, to be fair. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, so I, I don't know if you can tell from the shirt alone or from like the one <laughs> ran, or from the one random podcast that I did send you when you were asking about this stuff, but I'm a huge fan of like the Hasbun Hotel and all that stuff. And like anytime there's anything Hasbun or hell of a your name seems to always pop up especially whenever you make like a little mini comic or something like that and i've always like loved that and i've just wanted to like you know learn more about like the creative process on your end so yeah i mean uh i've i've sort of been following it since the beginning but it's okay. only in like the last year i thought oh maybe i could start doing some fan art of it and then i did an animatic and i thought hmm <laughs> and then i just started producing all these comics and it, it's sort of like a dress relief kind of thing after work oh there we go so i've just, just spent the whole day doing like stuff for a children's animation so you have to be very careful about what you can say and do in that right so right, at the end of the day it's nice just to do something a bit more adult <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. still a bit kiddish <laughs> no no that's that's completely fair i i get exactly where you're coming from it's kind of like the the, the Disney thing or whatnot. It's like you see all these like, you know, incredible Disney stuff and like they're catered towards kids, but you always see like the, the, the hidden uh, members and such, I'll say, that the animators somehow sneak into it that, you you know, you always yeah. see like the clickbait videos for and stuff like that. Like I imagine <laughs> that's kind of the same mentality you probably have whenever you're like, all right, enough with this kid's crap. Let's just have fun. Yep. <laughs> uh Anyways, um, before we get started, uh, I just wanted to get one thing right. I have it written down. Uh, your like art name is it art of is it ruse like like it's all a ruse like that kind of thing or? Well, my my full name is Rebecca Hughes. Right. So it's sort of like a squish of R Hughes. So it's ruse. Okay, that's why I just wanted to make sure because I I have this yeah. <laughs> I have this little intro planned and everything. I just wanted to make sure that I pronounced the you know, the art of ruse, you know all that. Stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, just wanted to be hundred percent sure. Um, all right, Rebecca. Before we get started, I must ask the icebreaker question I ask for every single podcast. What is your most unpopular art opinion? 
Oh God, I don't know if I have one. <laughs> <laughs> of all things to ask. I mean, there's no like hot take or like, I'm not even going to say, well, I mean, like maybe controversial opinions where you're like, you know, people say this thing, I just don't agree with it or something, nothing like that. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I have, like I said, I don't know if I have one. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> I mean, I probably do, but off the top of my head, I can't think of one. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, I've asked this, what, where I think this would be episode 19 now several times and you're not the first person to say they don't have any off the top of their head but I mean like you know I, I I tell you right now I've gotten some interesting ones like what was it uh Joe Horn who was the director of class 3000 he said like showgirls is a good film to watch or something like that that was an interesting one um <laughs> I mean that just nothing off nothing that, that comes across when you think of that Nope, not that I can think. I'm sure something will pop up in a few minutes, but off the top of my head, I can't think of anything. You know what? That's fine. We don't have to have that for every single episode. And this is Nathan, after the fact, with an update on the unpopular art opinion. Rebecca was grateful enough to message me after the fact and state that you shouldn't claim something traced as your own, but it is perfectly fine to using tracing as a way to practice drawing a character or pose and get yourself comfortable with how it works before drawing it by yourself. It also allows you to get it all down to basic shapes and forms, which can be super helpful when it comes to drawing something similar in the future. It's not the first time an opinion like that has been mentioned on the podcast, and it's one that I thoroughly agree with. For people that are trying to get the design down and get an idea of what they want to go for, tracing, at least when it comes to practicing, should be encouraged. But that's just a unpopular art opinion. So anyways, shall we get back to the podcast? With that, how about we just jump right into the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome everyone, I'm your host Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to subscribe on YouTube, follow whatever streaming platform you prefer, like, share, subscribe, all that crap, and also uh, follow us on Twitter at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest... <clears throat> She is a storyboard artist and cartoonist whose love for Gravity Falls, She-Ra, and Hasbun Hotel garnered her a huge following with incredible strips based on those properties. Welcome to the podcast, Rebecca Hughes, a.k.a. The Art of Ruse. How are you doing today, Rebecca? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to sit down and chat. Um, you know, I I've seen your stuff online for a while, and I really cannot wait to divulge into that. But before we really get down to the art that makes you today, let's talk about the origin stories of the art of Ruse. What exactly got you into art and animation as a whole? Basically, my whole family are artists. Oh, really? <laughs> so it it's kind of in my blood. Oh, okay. So um, my mom used to design maps. My dad oh. used to design car parts. Um, my granddad used to do all these really lovely landscape paint oil paintings okay and my grandmother used to paint backdrops for um the stage so it sort of grew up with it like i, I always had some form of art in my life even from a young age so wow. it sort of was going to happen <laughs> at some point that has to be I, I can only imagine how like incredible and surreal that has to be for you just growing up with just all of that surrounding you yeah, well, we've got, I mean, we've got paintings from my granddad littered around our house. My dad's always got little doodles everywhere. I think the only problem is we tend to, like, critique each other quite a bit because <laughs> we're all arty. We get very picky with each other. Like, my dad will come up to me whilst I'm doing something and he'll be like, 
just just need to alter that a little bit. Like, Dad, go away, go away. <laughs> just leave it alone. It's fine. <laughs> it's like you're trying to do something. Look, I'm the artist here. What do you have to say about it? I, I'm also an artist too. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, no, I, I try and every time I do like a, an, a new animatic, they're like, "Oh, can we see it?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> you're just you're just pick out lots of little things. I mean, fair enough. I mean, you know you know as they say everyone has to be a critic so <laughs> yeah. uh but for you when did it exactly go from just like a love and i guess in your case sort of growing up into art to more of a passion and a desire to make it a career for you oh uh, so when i was about 12 i started to get into um anime and manga as you do yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> and enough. um I was like really interested in like all the old magical girl series like Sailor Moon and Tokyo Mew Mew. Okay. And I was obsessed with making my own manga. I really wanted to do that. So um, I was always drawing and creating all these new ideas. And as I was doing it, I started to notice like, oh, people can make a job out of this. So um, I started designing all these characters and thinking up all these ideas for comics. Um, but as I went along, I sort of thought, mm, I'm not quite sure whether I want to do comics. It's not quite up my street. And it wasn't until my first year of university that we had uh, we were given a project to do a storyboard. Mm -hmm. um, I'd never done a storyboard before, and I wasn't really sure what it was. But I thought, well, I'll, I'll give it a go. I did it, and I absolutely loved it. And it's just ever since then, I've loved doing storyboards and animatics. Oh. Um, I did consider doing animation at one point, but I just... I just couldn't get the hang of it. I got, I just didn't have the, the energy to do it. Okay. So storyboards is sort of like the in between. You know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it's still an, an, one of the most integral parts of animation. So it's not like you never really got away from it. So. No, it's sort of like the step before the animation. So I'm right. still in that area, but not quite, not quite as complex as animation. But it's still nice to be in that that area. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, I know you mentioned this a little bit right, uh, a second ago with uh, Sailor Moon and all different mangas for it, but what was there any other inspirations for kind of your art and like the style that you kind of divulged into these days? Well, I tend to, whenever I do a piece, I always tend to pick up bits of whatever series I'm watching at the time. So, mm. so you might have noticed quite a lot of my art is has been Hotel and Hell of a Boss. So I've started taking bits of that into my most recent work. Um, I'm really into musicals, so um, I used to draw lots of stuff from musicals. Um, I suppose I take bits out of that as well. Um, just whatever I see around me, I kind of just try and incorporate in into my work somehow. I mean, the job I'm doing at the moment, I, I've noticed that I've started taking bits and pieces from that. So okay. it's just as I go along, I tend to just take bits, bits as it comes. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. If I may ask, I, I tried to do as much research as I could, but um, what are some of the shows that you've actually been able to storyboard on, or is that something you're allowed to divulge? Uh, so at the moment I'm working for a company based in London Okay. on a Padding Paddington Bear TV series. So, oh, um, okay. Um, it's for preschool children. So I've just been, um, I started off as a junior storyboarder and now I'm a full-time storyboarder and I've been doing that for two years now. Um, before that, I was mainly just working freelance, so I didn't really do much in the way of storyboards. But I did, I did a few animations for a video game company, oh, nice. and I did some vector art for an app, and just just any um, freelance work I could get at the time, really. 
Okay. No, that's fair enough. I mean, it's 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 freelance work, especially nowadays with everything going on. You need all the work you can get. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I mean, I, I literally just finished. I just finished university, and I was trying to find a job. But storyboarding is a very competitive field to get into, so I was just right. basically dipping my toe wherever I could find work. So I was trying out a bit of everything, but also applying for jobs at the same time. So it took about a year before I got the current job I'm in at the moment. Okay. But it was nice to try out lots of stuff. Okay. No, that that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, was like words are wonderful. What has been like the the most memorable job you've had when it comes to storyboarding so far? Oh, probably the one I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Mainly because it's it's the longest one I've done and mm-hmm. probably the biggest one I've done. So it's it's the one that's probably stuck stuck the most. Okay, okay. For those that are uh, curious, I know you said it's a highly competitive field, but how would you recommend someone getting into, like, storyboard artists? Like, how would you recommend they sort of, like, see if that's something they really want to do for a long-term career? Well, one of the things I was told to do a lot is network. Okay. So um, talk to as many professional artists as you can. I mean, I actually contacted um, Fibsy Pop when I was in university, and I, I was just emailing as many different people who were in the field that I was interested in and just asking their asking their advice, asking their experiences. And it, it's good because sometimes they might remember you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the job I got in at the moment, the main reason I got the job is one of the girls who was interviewing me came across some of my Gravity Gravity Falls animatics. Ah, <laughs> and that's like kind of, that kind of stood out for her. So, um, yeah, I kind of got into the job because of her. Um, it also helps to just keep practicing and keep your portfolio as updated as possible and make sure you do have storyboard work in your portfolio because one of the things that I've found, especially with the job I'm working at the moment, when I've been looking at some of the interview interviewee work mm-hmm. that people have sent in, sometimes they apply for a storyboard job but with no storyboards. Ah, fair and if you do that, especially in um, a storyboarding career, they'll just say, no, we're not going to even look at your portfolio because it doesn't have any storyboards. So it's terrible because you get these absolutely beautiful portfolios, but they have no storyboards in them. Mm-hmm. So they just get, they don't even get looked at, they get chucked out. So if you ever apply for a storyboarding job, please, you have storyboards. I mean, to be fair, that'd be like trying to apply for one of Gordon Ramsay's restaurants and never cooking anything, you know, like (laughs) for goodness sakes, if you're going to try to be a storyboard artist, show the people that, Hey, I can storyboard. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, networking is probably your biggest thing for the industry. It just makes it so much easier if somebody can say, Oh, I know this person and they, they might recommend you or you can say, Oh, I've, I've spoken to such and such at this company. Mm-hmm. And then you can say, oh, do you ha-? you can talk to them and say, oh, have you got anything going at the moment? And it, it can just make it so much easier to get into the, the industry, really. Okay, okay. Well, I want to sort of divulge into kind of what got you in the industry a little bit because you mentioned one of the people that, you know, they noticed the, the Gravity Falls animatic. Uh, for you, a major part of what people will know you for is the fan art that you sort of produce. What exactly got you interested in just making stuff based on upper, other properties in the first place? So when I was in my final year of university, mm-hmm. I was sort of playing around with storyboards anyway for my final projects. And I was really into My Little Pony at the time. Okay. And I thought just to keep myself practicing with storyboarding i'd make like a little fun animatic in adobe flash 
Okay. So I did my um, you and me, um, anima- my little pony animatic, and I did a very, very rough, rough animatic in a Adobe Flash. And then I sort of left it because I was right in the middle of my final year. So it sort of got left on the back burner. And then after I finished university, I literally had nothing to do apart from look for jobs. <laughs> so I thought, oh, I might as well come back to this and finish it. And then I did it and put it on just for the fun of it, just put it on YouTube and I got lots of interest in it. I thought, oh, this could this could be something I could do on the side just to keep myself busy and as a fun little side project. So I tried another series, which I think was my Miraculous Ladybug. Okay. And it, it got crazy. Loads of people were really interested in it. And it just sort of went off from there. I just started making them as sort of like a fun little thing I could do. And then I, I was shocked at the amount of um, support I got for it. Just everyone seemed to really enjoy them. And it was a fun thing I could do just to keep myself practicing and also play around with characters that I loved. Okay. No, I mean, and it, it, you know, to be fair, it's not just ones that you love. A lot of people tend to love it just based on the, the support that you got from it. I know you said already that you were actually surprised by the support. Was there ever a moment to where you just had to kind of like sit back and just be like, wow, what I'm making people love. How did I get here? Like, is there ever like that surreal oh, yeah. moment for you? <laughs> yeah. With the, so the star versus the forces, evil star versus the force of evil ready as I'll ever be video. Mm. When that got to 1 million views, I was like, what? <laughs> How did that happen? I, w- I was completely flabbergasted. I was not expecting it. I mean, it got 1 million views very quickly. I think it was in a month it happened. And oh, I was wow. just... One of my friends messaged me. They're like, have you seen how many views it's got? And I was like, no. And I went and checked. I was like, what? And I had to tell my parents. And they were like, what? You're famous. And I was like, What? So my mom's a bit annoyed that I'm not getting paid for it. <laughs> you know what? That's that's fair. But also, I imagine if you tried to just, you know, monetize or something like that, I'm sure Disney or someone will be like, copyright claim. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, with I think with that as well. I can't remember whether it was that. No, I think it was that. Um, I got contacted by one of the composers for it oh. um, after I uploaded the video and they said they really enjoyed it. So that was quite, oh, quite a nice little thing. That's awesome right there. I, I, you know, just hearing like someone that, you know, was involved in something that inspired you to make that amazing thing. I, again, that I don't know about you. I would be just like mind blown with that. <laughs> just... No, I, I, I saved, I uh, did a screenshot of it. <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> you should be proud. You really should be. Cause uh, <laughs> the stuff that you make is like, it's absolutely just incredible. Um, I have to say with, um, with fan art like that, it, do you have more fun with that or making like original stuff like based on like the show you may be working on or like stuff that you've had, say, built up for a while? To do original stuff, um, I sometimes find it a bit harder to do because I've got to come up with ideas and just make it as original as possible. Whereas with um, fandom work, the characters are already there, so I can just build something around them. Okay. But, um, I would like to start doing a bit more of my own original work, but it, it's very tricky when I'm basically spending all day doing um, Paddington Bear. It's nice just to sort of relax and just do a little bit of fan art at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, but no, I, I do I, I do enjoy doing um, my own work. I, I'm going to try and start doing a bit more. But, um, no, I just ha- haven't really had much time to really focus on my own work. But yeah, at some point I'll do, do a bit more. But for now, I enjoy just 
messing around with messing around with fandom characters. I mean, you know, that's, that's still fair enough, but it's one of those I know I will certainly be one of, I think, thousands at this point. That'll be certainly interested to see some of your original stuff. But before we divulge more to the original stuff, I have to go with the stuff that is really popping up right now for you, and that's all sorts of the Hasbun Hotel, Hell of a Boss, basically the Spindle Horse Vivzy Pop universe that you've delved your foot <laughs> and then some into. Um, what was what kind of inspired you towards that uh, property in the first place? I've kind of been following Vivzy Pop like since her DeviantArt days. So oh, okay. I've always been kind of like keeping an eye on her work. Mm-hmm. And then when the first Hasbun Hotel pilot came out, I thought, oh, this is really interesting. And I was really interested in it. And then, of course, I ended up getting back into work. So I completely forgot about it. And then the um, Addict video came out. And I was like, I have to do fan art of this. I just yeah. have to. <laughs> and yeah, from that point on, I was like, I'm going to. I desperately need a free moment of time away from work just so I can do a bit of angsty fan art of this. <laughs> and then when I got when I got finally got the chance to do some, I just never stopped. <laughs> no, fair enough. I just kind of kept going from there. there and go. every time I think I'm going to take a break and do something else, a new idea pops up. I was like, oh, now I have to do this idea. Fair enough. That's something I forgot to to ask a little bit ago. What's sort of like the the creative process for you when coming up with this like fan art stuff? Like, is this just one of those like a random idea just pops in your head and you're like, I have to make this somehow, like write down somewhere? Or do you have like a little notebook or something like that to where you have like ideas sketched out and you're like, I'll eventually get back to this. I'll eventually get back to that. Oh yeah, I've got a few notebooks. (laughs) I've got um, I've got a little thumbnail book, my little book of notes, and every time a new idea pops up, I just write it down, do a few little thumbnails for it. I mean, ideas sort of pop up anywhere. I mean, I could be watching a TV show and there'll be a line and I'll be like, that would be perfect for Alistair. There you go. <laughs> like, I've, It doesn't matter what it is. If, if, it, if I think it fits with the characters, it won't leave my mind alone. It'll be like, this is perfect. You need to do this. Work doesn't matter. You have to do this idea right now. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, I usually just um, not... Um, Jot down ideas as they come up, really. Okay, okay. Um, I I know you said that the the addict video was sort of a major inspiration for you to actually like make some of the art. I do want to say I know I may have mentioned this earlier. I actually did have Silverhound on the podcast like a couple weeks back and such. Like you think it's you know surreal to have yourself based on like you know the addict thing itself. He was blown away with the response for addict when it was first released and such. Yeah. <laughs> um. But for you, like, was it the Attic one, like, after you made one for Attic, did it, like, gain garner a lot of attention? Was there, like, a specific one that you remember that you're like, wow, a lot of people like this for some reason? I think so. Uh, the first um, Hasbun Hotel fan I did was of Angel. It was, like, some angsty stuff based mm-hmm. on the Addict video. And I, I noticed a few people were interested in it. Um. I got a few few views on it and a few people saying like, oh, this this is um, Hasbin Hotel. And I was like, yes, I know. <laughs> and <laughs> I sort of just kept on playing around with the characters a bit. And I mainly just did Angel to begin with because he was my favorite character at the time. And of okay. course, after the music video, like he was the main the main one that stuck out to me. And I just just started doing these characters. And the more I did them, the more people seemed to be interested. Um, I had a Twitter account that I started a few years back and I decided to restart it up again with all the has-been stuff. Mm-hmm. And within like a few weeks, I was getting like hundreds of new um, followers 
all because of the has-been hotel stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, this seems to be something that people are really interested in at the moment. And I'm really interested in it, so it's perfect. There you go. So I just uh, just kept just kept going making the characters. I mean, trust me, again, I've seen, like I said, anytime you post something like the has-been hotel, just internet collective just always tends to blow up like you know <laughs> tons of people love whenever you post a new comic um i've seen your stuff reposted with you credited on reddit like all the time and it always gets thousands of upvotes and such oh, i haven't seen any of them <laughs> mm-hmm. oh i've seen several of them <laughs> but like i said they all make sure to at least you know credit you because obviously you as an amazing artist you know showcasing this sort of you know stuff you know, I can only imagine how surreal the, it must be for you again to just kind of, you know, like this isn't even your property. This is like, you know, this is VisiPop. This is part of that whole entire universe. But like, people are loving your stuff. How has like the experience kind of been for you? Oh, it's, it's super surreal. So, um, I was speaking to one of my close friends who just lives up the road from me, and she was saying like, oh, I went to a, I went to a poetry reading the other day. And I happened to mention something to do with your videos. And they said, oh, yeah, I know that person. I was like, how do you know that person? And I was like, well, that's my best friend. I was like, <laughs> it's so weird that the, these people who I've never met, who probably live like 20 minutes away from me, have seen my work. Yeah. And then I've also got people all over the world saying like, oh, I love, I love your work. It's like, I, I feel like only a few people know me, but hundreds of thousands of people know me. And it's really weird. <laughs> I, I just can't get over it. Even my friends are like, oh, you're famous. It's like, am I? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for goodness sakes, you're talking to a random American on a random podcast about your art and such like that. If that doesn't, is a testament to something, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, is there a, a personal favorite uh, fan art that you've made uh, for yourself or that you made that you could think of? Oh God. Uh, oh, I don't know if I can choose a specific fan art. Um, Maybe an animatic. Um, one of the ones I was really proud of at the time when I first did it was um, one of my Gravity Falls ones, which oh. was the Get Ready to Die one. Oh, okay. Um, it, was mainly, it was mainly because it was like the first one I actually tried to do a lot more animated parts in it. Nice. And I'd always had this idea for it, but I never did it because I thought, oh, I'm not, not skilled enough to do it. There's lots of animated bits. I'm not going to be able to do it. And then one day I thought, oh, I might as well give it a try. And then I did do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I've, I'm so proud that I actually managed to do all these things that I would never imagine that I could do. So yeah. it always kind of stood out to me as that that one that I will always be most proud of. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I mean, I I could totally get where you're coming from on that one. Because, again, that's the first one that you put, like, a lot more effort that, you know, than, well, I'm not going to say a lot more effort than you usually do. But it's like your first time really trying for something different than the norm is, is that yeah okay yeah. <laughs> just wanted to make sure um i i just want to say for me personally the the entirety of like all the christmas ones that one was just absolutely hilarious the for the oh yeah the christmas the, series the, those were really good like angels just trying to you know give everyone a different gift for one way or another <laughs> oh that that was a bit awkward because it was initially supposed to be the one comic <laughs> right and then i so i did it and then another idea popped up and i was like maybe i'll just do one more and then someone was like oh can you can you do one with this character i was like i suppose <laughs> and then i did another one another one i was like oh i suppose i've got to do the whole whole lot now otherwise it just looks unfinished <laughs> <laughs> so i ended up doing it and i was like why did i agree to this <laughs> 
because you are a sucker to the fandom. That's one. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I've had so many things where I do one thing and somebody says, oh, could you maybe try and do it like this? I was like, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, come on, you are an independent person. You have the right to say no. And to that I say, fans, please, please don't let go away. She's She loves you all. <laughs> Sometimes uh, I get like I get given some really funny ideas that I would never think of, right, and I'm right. like, yes, yes, this is perfect. Why did I never think of this? Yeah. Oh goodness. Um, let's see. I had a question. I had it. It's it right here, written. Words are <laughs> words are wonderful, aren't they? <laughs> oh, um, I also have to say, I know you've already you've given uh on your like your profile, you've already given the people credit, but how amazed are you with sort of the fan dubs for your fan comics that have cropped up? Yes, yeah, amazing. I mean, so I have a few people who I follow that follow that initially followed me back, and they've supported me so much. Um, and every time I get a little message from them, it make just makes my day. I just get some really funny little comments. <laughs> so it's it's nice to get such wonderful feedback. Even the bad feedback can be funny sometimes. <laughs> so enough. it's it's nice to have some nice to have um, the same people who always just kind of back me up and always know that they're going to give me a little message so it's nice to every time i post something i'm like oh i wonder what they're gonna think <laughs> well not even just that like i was saying the like having the people like turn around and then make like you know basically readings and like you know acting out like the the strips that you make and such again I can oh only yeah the dubs yes yeah. the dubs i can only imagine how surreal that must be as well just kind of one of those like i made this and people like it so much they want to reenact it <laughs> i know the amount of people i get asking to do dubs i'm like why? <laughs> why? Why would you want to do this? But yeah, there's been some absolutely amazing dubs. I mean, some of them are almost on point with the voice actors. I've I've had a few people who have sent me dubs that they've done. I'm like, are you sure you're not the actual voice actor? <laughs> you sure you're not just hiding? Are you not just an anagram from Michael Kovac? I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh no, I'm Kyvel Movac. That I have this. <laughs> uh goodness. But with again, with with all you know the the fan like support and such, and all the experience you've had with storyboarding in these fan comics, out of all of it, what has been like the most surreal moment for you? What's the moment where you had the set back and just be like, just wow. Um. Well, one of the times is when, so when I posted the um, Hasbun Hotel Gravity Falls animatic mm -hmm. and I just put it online and of course I got quite a few people interested in it and then I got a message from Fibsy Pop herself Ooh. saying that she thought it was cute and I was like freaking out internally <laughs> and I took a screenshot of it and I was posting it everywhere, sending it to all my friends. There you go. I was so excited. I'm like, I'm a professional. I need to be calm. <laughs> But inside, I was like, so excited. <laughs> oh, goodness. Again, I can only imagine how you were with, with that one. Just kind of, again, this is someone that you followed for years on end. And then they're just messaging you about the art that you've made. And they love it. I can only imagine just inside you wanted to, like, shout to the top of the world, I've made it! <laughs> <laughs> I've made it, world! <laughs> Nothing can stop me now. Oh wait, there's this thing going. Okay, something's can stop me now. <laughs> oh goodness. Um. So you got all this like going on. You got the amazing you know fan art. Which oh, 
before I jump to that, I, I, I wanted to, just out of curiosity, again, I know you try to copy a little bit of the style, but one of the more distinct features that people will notice is sort of the color palette that you go with. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, it's more of like a, a pastel or like a lighter, softer color to it. Is there a particular reason why you decided to go with that when it comes to these fan arts? So because I'm a storyboarder, I tend to try and keep my work as rough and sketchy as possible. Mm -hmm. And over the years, I've just kind of adapted that into my work. Like, I don't like doing clean lines. Okay. Like, I've tried, and I just get so fed up with them. And I find if I do the pastel, I can sort of... It shows more of the rough line through it, because you haven't got really harsh colors. Mm -hmm. You can focus more on the line work, which is something I, I love. Like, I'm obsessed with all the old Disney movies where you can still see all the sketchy line work and everything oh, like, yeah, absolutely. I, I absolutely love that so i try and put that in my work a bit and i just prefer the lighter colors i just think it looks nicer it's just more appealing okay okay no i was just curious about that i mean it's a, it's certainly a good look and like especially the fact that you consistently use it like it, it's a nice little aesthetic that you've added to it to sort of give it your own art of ruse touch if i may say so <laughs> But so you have all this going on with all the fan art. And you have this amazing job with the, the Paddington, you know, kids TV show. I, let's let's dream up a little dream scenario here. Let's say I am Mr. Big Shot Executive with connections to everyone and anyone in the animation industry. And I come up to you like, look, we love what you do and we want we want to support you a whole lot more. What would be the dream Art of Ruse project that you would love to bring to reality? Like, what kind of show would you like to bring to the world? Oh, God. I've got I've got a fair few, like, concepts that I've had over the years. I've never had one that's been, like, completely concrete. I've sort of got, like, little bits and pieces that I kind of jump in between. Okay. Um, I haven't got a specific, like, one that I desperately want to do. I'm yeah. sort of trying to build up some ideas as I go along. Okay. Um, I haven't had that much time to do anything too new but um i've got a few secret ideas that i'm trying to build up on okay <laughs> i'd like to try and develop a bit over the years no, that... no at the moment there's nothing concrete okay but but for, um but for those curious there is stuff that's just like festering and like waiting yeah. for more time oh, yeah. to develop into something more concrete yeah, they're sort of they're little ideas, little, little pinpricks at the moment. Okay. That I'm trying to build up on a bit more, but I haven't quite got there yet. Okay. But I'm trying to. Um, I've got a few friends that I work with that I'm going to try and maybe bounce some ideas around with them, Ooh. and they've got some ideas, so we might try and look into some stuff later on down the. Yeah, at the moment, at the moment, I haven't really had much time in between normal life and work to really focus on anything but yeah there is still stuff in the background i just haven't haven't quite had the time to thoroughly go into it yet okay. but yeah maybe one day in the future i'd quite like to maybe look into a little animated series or something or okay. maybe even a comic series I mean, I know, again, I'm probably one of thousands when I say that I'm certainly sitting here, you know, anticipating what you do next. Because, I mean, again, the art that you produce and like, especially like the humor that comes along with it, it it's like some of the, the top notch, top quality stuff that's out there today. Like I'm I'm being 100% serious, you know, cards on the table. Like it is seriously some of the best stuff that's out there on the internet that I enjoy seeing every time you post something new. So I know I'm certainly one of several whenever I say we can't wait to see what's next. So. Oh, thank you. I do want to no. say, have, sorry, I do want to say, if you want a concrete idea, I'm telling you, I know it's probably more or less a joke, but 
why not make that unhappy hotel thing a solid thing? It's never been <laughs> thought of before. Uh, it's a wholly original idea, you know, no influence by Disney Pop or anything, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 definitely nothing copyrighted here. It's fine. Ah. <laughs> like maybe Chase. Most... Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> most of the stuff that I've had in the past has been like, it's all children's stuff. Because okay. I, when I was in university, I was, um, one of the things I dabbled in was um, like children's illustrations, like book illustration. Okay. So I've got all these little ideas that I did for children's books. And now I'm looking back and I'm thinking, can I develop this to make it a bit more directed towards adults or teenagers? So I'm trying to kind of figure out how I can develop on them a bit more because I don't really want to do children's books anymore, but I still love the ideas and the characters. So I would like to try and work with them a bit more. Right. Yeah, def- definitely the unhappy hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just just go under like a new name or something like that. I'm Mimsy Pop, and this is unhappy hotel. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> please don't sue me. <laughs> uh, we love you, Viv. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so let let's look a little bit more concrete then to more solid ideas or. Maybe, possibly, just depends. I'm going to ask the generic question. Where do you hope to see yourself, say, five, ten years from now? Um, well, either I'd like to have my own animation company. Mm-hmm. Um, be quite interested in doing that. I don't know whether I'd have my own animated series by then, but it'd be nice. <laughs> um, I'd like to try and get, get my own company with some few a few of my friends who are interested in doing stuff like that and just developing our own stuff because... It's nice working for a company, but you can't really do your own thing, really. You have to go with what you're told to do. Right. So it'd be nice to have a bit more freedom. Um, Otherwise, maybe working for DreamWorks. (laughs) Oh, that'd be cool. I'd love love to work with DreamWorks. Or um, there's a company in Ireland called Cartoon Saloon. Oh, yeah, of course. I'd quite like to work. Uh, One of the the ladies I worked with um, in Paddington actually went to work for them for a bit, so... Oh. I've already kind of got my foot in the door, <laughs> sort of. So you never know. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, to be fair, seeing your style and seeing the the cartoon saloon like two D, I'm not gonna say sketch, but like the style that you two have, I think it can mesh well together if given the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to try that kind of style because although I like working with Paddington, it's a very specific style. Right. So it'd be nice to try something completely different because Paddington's three D. So we've been storyboarding for a 3D series, which is completely different than storyboarding for a 2D series. Right. So right. it would be nice to try a bit of 2D as well. Okay. Okay. And I will say on your comment, you saying that you don't know if you'd have an animated series five, ten years from now. I mean, to be fair, I mean, you know, Vivian Vivzi, I mean, she's been developing this concept for has been for like what eight, ten years yeah, before the pilot quite a came few out. Years, yeah. So I mean, I'm not gonna say it's impossible. It's just you know definitely take your time more than anything else so yeah i mean even if it was just working on a friend's animation it'd just be nice to work on something a bit more closer to my heart rather than as much as i love paddington it's paddington bear everyone knows paddington bear it'd be nice to do something that's a bit more personal to me okay okay no absolutely it's one of those again i've said it before i certainly can't wait to see you know I would love to see those opportunities come your way. So, uh, so as we're winding down here, I, I have one last question to ask. Uh, 
obviously animation people easily align that with art how important is art not just for you but for the world as a whole oh art is probably one of the well not one of the most important but it's very very important especially nowadays considering with all that's going on in the world i mean yeah. art's everywhere yeah I mean, people complain that, oh, we don't really need art. It's, it's not, not as important as maths and English, but it is really. I mean, without art, you wouldn't have advertisements. You wouldn't have menu cards. You wouldn't have, well, most things. Everything's got art in it somehow. Right. So it, we can't really live without it. And it, it's just such a wonderful thing. It brings joy to so many people. And it's it's such a wonderful way to connect. I mean, without Hasbun Hotel, I wouldn't have met so many people. I mean, if that had never happened, I would probably still be sat here just drawing, <laughs> scribbling things. I probably wouldn't have um, branched onto Tumblr and Instagram quite so much. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I couldn't have lived without art, I don't think. It's like my whole life. So yeah. It's the only thing I'm good at. So you, I, I would have been a bit stuffed without art. I mean, to be fair, you've basically been born and bred into art. I mean, with your exactly, family. Exactly, yeah. So. I can only imagine just how vital it was, not just for you, but again, for the world surrounding you. So, Yeah, I mean, when I'm stressed, I will turn to art. So it is such a big thing for me. I'm not sure I could cope without it. So, <laughs> Well, there we go. Um, but with that, I am all out of questions. Um, like I said before, <laughs> Rebecca, uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. Sit down and chat. Like I said before... Your fan art is one of the best things. Every time you post something, it's always one of the best things to brighten up my timeline, even whenever I'm having one of the worst days ever. Just seeing the the amazing art and the humor that come out of it um, and seeing the ideas just continuously you know, flowing. I can only imagine the amount of time and effort you put into this kind of stuff you know, all around. Um, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. You know, I, I can't wait to see not only what's next when it comes to the fan art, but what's next for you as you continue on this animation journey of yourself. Cause I really do want to see like the highest of highs for you. So thank you so much for all that you do. Just thank you for supporting me. I, I couldn't, couldn't do this without people like you. <laughs> oh, well that makes me feel a little bit more special. <laughs> um, for the people at home, go ahead and plug your stuff. Um, uh, my name's Art of Ruse. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say now. Well, I mean, like, I've got to remember everything. <laughs> I mean, if you forget anything, don't worry. I'll be sure to link it in the description so that people can go and find it yourself. But I was thinking, like, you know, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all this other kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, Art of Ruse on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I'm Ruse on Tumblr. I also have a website at artofruse.com. So, come down and say hello. Mm -hmm. uh, come see my terrible, <laughs> horrific fan art. <laughs> Don't lie to yourself. It is not horrible. <laughs> it is not horrific. <laughs> but yeah, come, come, say hello and give me, give me a, a shout. I always love to meet, meet new fans and just talk, talk about stuff. Even if it's not has been hotel related, it's just lovely to talk to you guys. There you go. That makes me feel. And any new bit. ideas you get, <laughs> any new ideas you get, just send them my way. <laughs> Well, if that's the case, if there's a new idea, I just have one little one that I'm just going to add in there. You can do whatever you want with it. I know you did a little uh, little comic the other day about basically Angel just being afraid of spiders, even though he is, you know, a spider <laughs> demon himself. Let's take it one step further. Have him, like, dressed up as Spider-Man thinking it looks good. And then someone's like, you know, it's Spider-Man, right? Ah, try to rip the stuff and burn <laughs> to the ground. 
Oh, that's perfect. There you go. <laughs> I, I have actually considered trying to draw him as Spider-Man. I was considering that for Halloween. I was going to do him. It was between that or Harlequin, and I yeah. I wanted to do the Spider-Man one, but I'm like, I really want to do Harlequin. <laughs> I mean, the Harlequin one is not a bad option, especially considering the fact that it is Angel Dust. That is not a bad option whatsoever. So Yeah. But like I Who said, knows? There might be some Spider-Man stuff in the future. <laughs> I mean, like I said, just like combining that with the the, the fear of spider ones he did a while ago, I think that would just be a hilarious combo in the end. So, yeah, uh, maybe maybe it could be that because he's a spider, he attracts other spiders, <laughs> and they're just following him everywhere, and he's freaking out. Uh, just that, just why does it always have to be spiders? Why can't it be butterflies? <laughs> <laughs> you tell those spiders, Ron. You tell those spiders. <laughs> uh, there we go. Do you have any final words before we sign off? Uh just just once again thank you for your support thank you for letting me on here it was a bit of a surprise but it's a lovely surprise <laughs> hey you know what i i'm always one of those to where i want to like literally the thing of the podcast is giving providing a platform for the artists around the world who are or who are wowing the world over and your art is certainly one of those that is wowing everyone whenever they see it so uh, once again thank you for taking time to just sit down and chat i really did have a wonderful time talking with you so thank you yeah me too it's lovely to meet you. <laughs> and hey. And thank just, you for the ideas. <laughs> hey, no problem. No problem. If you need any more, just randomly be like, okay, random stranger, what do you got? <laughs> yes, just just give me all your ideas, please. <laughs> do I will take them all. I will take them and run with them. Duly noted. Anyways. <laughs> uh, but with that, all I have left to say is, hasta luego, mi amigos. <laughs>